So as we look once again at 2 Timothy chapter 3, if you remember what brought us to this place, um, that form of godliness, desiring the power thereof, was we looked at you know Jesus' triumphal entry into the city, into Jerusalem, where he came in meek and uh, riding on an, a donkey, and everybody was laying down their palm branches and their coats and saying Hosanna in the highest. And then he goes and he, he cleanses the temple, and the religious leaders are, are very strongly wanting to kill him. Um, they're, at the, they're at the tipping point. They're at the end of the road because when they see these thousands of people all around Jerusalem saying Hosanna in the highest, and there was thousands, it wasn't hundreds, it was thousands of people. To them, it's like the whole city's turning out for him. And Rome's going to see this. You know, they're talking about him being the Messiah, which is a Christ, which is a king, um, which is totally opposed to Caesar as ruler. They're worried about losing their position of power because even though they were controlled and you know owned by Rome, basically, ruled by Rome, they had a lot of power within their own area and they had a lot of influence and they had a lot of uh, financial and prestige and those types of things that came with it. And then uh, you know, they try to trap Jesus, you know, by what authority do you do these things? Um, should we pay taxes to Caesar? You know, they really thought they had him on that one. Try to try to trick him in his sayings. Um, and then Jesus, after they get to the point where no one's willing to ask him any more questions, <laughs> he starts going through these woes and he says, woe to you. And he's, and he's telling the people, he says, listen, you need to make sure you listen to these uh, leaders because they have a position of authority and you need to follow them because they're in a position of authority, but don't do what they do because they do things for show. They, they dress in a way, they speak in a way, they have long prayers in the marketplace, they blow, tr blow trumpets when they give offerings. They do all these things for show so that people will think that they're really holy. People will think that they're really special and they're not. They want to be called master, they want to be called teacher, they want to be called these leaders, and they're really not. Because if you do what they're doing, you're going to end up being twice the son of hell as they are. They shut the door to people that are entering into heaven. And he's really coming against the idea of having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. And, and the thing I wanted to focus in on as we think of a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof for the days that we're in, is that the power of God... You know, sometimes we think about the power of God and we think about signs and wonders, you know, miracles, healings, uh, casting out demons, tongues, prophecy, words of wisdom, words of knowledge, um, miracles, um, lots of different things we can think about the power of God. And that's definitely one of the ways that God's power is manifest and the Holy Spirit's presence and manifest. But the thing I wanted to focus in on is the power of God to set us free from these things that, that are going to happen in the last days that Paul talks about in 2 Timothy uh, chapter 3. And beginning in verse 1, I'm going to read it from the Amplified Bible. And it'll be a little tricky to follow with yours because it's going to have more words. But I think it really brings it out in, in a powerful way. So 2 Timothy 3.1, it says, But understand this, that in the last days will come, set in perilous times of great stress and trouble, hard to deal with and hard to bear. For people will be lovers of self and utterly self-centered, lovers of money and aroused by an inordinate, inordinate greedy desire for wealth 
proud and arrogant, contemptuous boasters. They will be abusive, blasphemous, scoffing, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, and profane. They will be without natural human affection, callous and inhuman, relentless, admitting of no truce or appeasement. They will be slanderous, false accusers, troublemakers, intemperate, and loose in morals and conduct, uncontrolled and fierce, haters of good. They will be treacherous, betrayers, rash, and inflated with self-conceit. They will be lovers of sensual pleasure and vain amusements, more and more than and rather than lovers of God. For although they hold a form of piety or true religion, they deny and reject and are strangers to the power of it. Their conduct belies the genuineness of their profession. Avoid all such people. Turn away from them. And I love the way they say that. You know, their, 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 um, their conduct belies the genuineness of their profession. Profession. They may profess to be godly. They may profess to be Christian. They may be profess to be holy. They may profess to be religious. But true religion and undefiled is this, that you visit the widow and the orphan in their affliction, and that you keep yourself unspotted from the world. But they're so spotted by the world with all this selfishness, all this. Um, and that's the first one that he mentions um, in the New International Version, you know, terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves and the power of God that we need in our lives and the power of God that we need to see in the world is the power of God to set people free from being lovers of their own, own selves. Because what is that first commandment? What is the only commandment that really matters in the beginning? To love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And doesn't it make sense that in the last days, the terrible things that happen is people become lovers of their own selves. Because what happens, this whole humanism that comes in, this self-love that comes in, they start to take and they make themselves, they make themselves to be God. They can say what's right and wrong. They can say what's good and bad. They can say what's evil and what's, what's just, what's unjust. And they make themselves to be God. In the total rejection of God, what they ultimately do is make themselves God. And doesn't that make sense? Isn't that what happened in the beginning with Lucifer? He wanted to exalt himself above God. He wanted to be like God. He wanted to sit on the mount of the congregation. He wanted to get the praises of the people. He wanted to be just like the Most High God, exalt himself to a position above what he is. And that's what man has done. And that is what the power of God that we need in the church, in the body of Christ. We need the power of God to set people free from self-love. We need to be set free from self-love ourselves. We need to be set free from these desires to, to always promote ourselves to put ourselves first and we need to put God first and all those things we do because until we love God first above everything we will never be able to love our neighbors as ourselves and isn't that one of the struggles that the church today has and many churches today have is loving their neighbor as themselves because they don't have the love of God first. And so the power of God that we need to see is that love of God. Uh, that love that sets us free from self-love. That, that loves us, sets us free from the love of money. Uh, that is the root of all evil. The love that sets us free from uh, a desire to just gain wealth. A love that sets us free from being blasphemous and scoffers. And, and coming up with our own ideas and our own traditions and our own ways of doing things. Isn't that one of the things that Jesus dealt with? With the scribes and Pharisees. 
He's like, you take your own tradition and you put it above God's word. And that's why I remember they were able to take part of the outer court of the temple and have it for all those merchants. And then Jesus drives them out and says, no, my house is to be a house of prayer for all nations. And isn't that what happens today? People take their own traditions, their own ideas, their own teachings, their own thoughts. I, I've heard people uh, on the radio that claim to be ministers saying, well, Jesus didn't have all the information. And if Jesus was alive today, he would teach differently. No, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And as man continues to make God into their own image, because as they become God, what they do is they become a power over God. And they say, okay, God, this is how God is. And they make God into their own image and their own way. And they follow after Lucifer ultimately in all his different forms. Because there are many gods that are false gods, but there is only one true God in only one true form. And that is God as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He is the God that made himself flesh and dwelt among us. He took a people, for starting with one individual that was really too old to have kids. <laughs> and he gave them children. And he developed them people. And for thousands of years he prepared them for him to come as God and they rejected him and God was rejected but in his mercy and in his grace as he was dying on the cross he says father forgive them for they know not what they do and he became a light unto the nations a light unto the gentiles so that every ethnic group every tribe every color of skin every kind of person you can think of of all different mental capacities can call upon him as lord and savior and be part of his body and know the power of god that sets us free from the love of self and gives us a love for others.